Hello, Shane Coleman here and welcome to the Top 5 Books podcast where we ask various well-known people for their top five books. I'm delighted to say our next guest is someone who will be known to you all. Uh, She's a TV producer, she's a broadcaster, she's a writer. Maya Duffy, thanks indeed for coming into us. Jack of all trades when you list them off. Yeah, and master of a few as well. I thought it was Top 5 Boots. It's book, isn't it? (laughs) I had Cowboy, Black Heel, Stiletto. Yeah, better go then. Okay, that was Maya Duffy and Top 5. Actually, we might do Top 5 Boots at some (laughs) Listen, you you probably don't have time to read at the moment, do you? Between oh, it's it's so depressing. You know that pile of books by the bed that just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, but I think people are divided into two types: the ones that came from book households and people who came from kind of non-book households. Neither neither is right or wrong. Okay, but I came very much from a book household. Or my dad hoarded books. He kept nearly every book he'd ever read. An avid reader in his teens and twenties. But even, you know, he had all kind of original Ian Fleming, James Bond, to historical novels and um, factual biographies. He reads everything. But when my parents were downstairs in their house, my mum said to him, you have to get rid of some of this. And he was heartbroken. And I got it from him. I always kept every book I'd ever read. Mm. And when I was moving to my apartment 10 years ago, I had boxes and boxes and boxes of books. And my parents said, I had to go somewhere. And I thought, you know, we've got to be, have to do a call here. Because a lot of them, they didn't actually mean much. There were no. some crappy novels that I'd read on holidays that... They don't mean anything to me. They weren't given. They weren't gifts. So I, I bought them. did a big call when they all went to the charity shop. So when I was asked to do this, I thought, God, I have to sound smart. Well, I just Google <laughs> books you must read before. I went, no, don't do that. Just be honest. So what I thought was, I'll go home and I'll see what books I've actually kept from that massive call. So I have a bookshelf in my apartment. And I have a lot of books from university. Um, the ones to show off, the complete works of Chaucer and Beckett and yeah, uh, a well-thumbed of copy read. of Ulysses. Unless you're fitting a tool you haven't um, read, basically, yeah. Well, I actually have read Ulysses, and I had um, David Norris as a tutor. He was right. one of the last people to have him in Did you read it, though, because you he... did English in college? Um, or... You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Did I read <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, I think we all did that. I think it's like Dubliners is like a gateway drug, isn't it? Like Dubliners yeah. is such a brilliant book. And you think, and then, I yeah. can do Joyce. Yeah, I'm and then you go on, on to the hard stuff. And, I'm currently um, on a quest to read it by Bloomsday, and uh, I've got about to page six. It's, there was this great story. My, you know, the, the Bloomsday celebrations down in Sandico of my grandmother who, who was Spanish. God rest her soul. She's a, like she wouldn't have been able to read in English at all. But she loved fiesta, loved a party being Spanish. And she was aware, she said, you know, there's this thing in, in Sandico for Bloomsday and she's going to go, I won't do the accent, that's further. Um, so, but everyone dresses up. But my granny got the wrong end of the stick and she just thought it was fancy dress. So she went in her Spanish mantilla. <laughs> and of course, and everyone is, is dressed as Leopold or Molly. There's all the various boaters and everything. But nobody who goes to Bloomsday, very few have actually they read Ulysses. They she was a, so they a thought she was trying to show off. So no one, it was proper emperor's new clothes. My granny sat in, is it Fitzgerald's pub in Sandico? And everyone went, that Spanish woman, she knows something we don't. Who's the Spanish character in Ulysses? I know. See who the Spanish character was. And everyone went, you look great, Conchita. But no one pointed it out because they all thought she knew something they didn't. Brilliant. But yes, I only read it it was in college. It was was a bit of a mindset. You've read it. uh, But that aside, so apart from those show off books, I have some books. I think when it comes to books, there are, and I've read over the years the biggies, some of the Booker Prize winners and Wild Swans and Brick Lane, and they're all fabulous books that I read and put down and thought, God, that's just incredible. But I didn't keep those books. And sometimes it's not just the book, it's where you are when yeah. you read it. Or, yeah, you know, I have, I have a friend who was having a baby and she was stuck in a hospital for six weeks with early waters breaking. And she had every book I read in those six weeks means a lot to me because they were kind of my friends. Even some of the kind of crappy books she would never have 
thought twice about oh, yeah, it. Okay. I think, and I think there was one start, the beach, Alex Garland, when that first came out, it was 99 and I was travelling, I was in the Philippines and I was with a friend but I was on my own and it was in a town called Zamboanga that was really dangerous and you couldn't go out on your own. And I was on my own hotel and I had, the only place I could go was the roof of the hotel. So I had that book and I sat on the roof of the hotel with sirens going off reading that book and I will always remember it for that and I just loved it because I could go up there and just sit for you know two hours a night for a few nights and get the book read. Yeah, it was the book of that year. It was the book I remember being on a plane yeah. and seeing about 15 people I know. reading it. And on, I was a backpacker plane. at the time so yeah, yeah. every cliche. So the books I found, the first one I found was... Um, well, just quick, go back to my childhood. Like, I'm rolled out obsessive, and as a kid, it was. I was going to ask because you're 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 a bit younger than, than I am, and I you know I was oh, sort really of Ina Blyton and all that kind I of stuff. I was Ina Blyton, yeah. Yeah, but um, Roald Dahl was a big. Yeah, Ina Blyton. I liked Faraway Tree, The Wishing Chair, Famous Five. I came, I sort of touched on, but anything to do with English boarding schools, I just had a pathological fear of the Mallory Towers type yeah. boarding school girl thing. I never liked that, okay. but loved Enid Blyton. But Roald Dahl was my, and Winnie the Pooh. When I was younger, A. Mill, and I have a piglet tattoo on yeah, my ankle. We've had a couple of people who picked is, uh, Winnie the Pooh as their as one of their yeah, uh, and top five but, books. But Roald Dahl, there's just something so unique about him and now that I have a seven month old I'm thinking God I get to read them all over again because yeah. I have a 12 year old stepson and we've gone through he run the gauntlet of Roald Dahl and he, he loved some of them indifferent about some of them and he's now into David Williams who I think is so derivative of Roald Dahl and I go God do you, like yeah, do you yeah. think there's a oh, I hadn't thought of that it's, um, he's also stolen Quentin Blake so because Quentin Blake was obviously he's synonymous with uh, Roald Dahl the yeah. illustrator yeah. but David Williams has a uh, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really thought of the link, but you're right. Yeah. Um, I think nowadays, though, authors are so much more careful to be less dark. We're afraid of I was scaring say, children. I do wonder, I often well, wonder when I read a children's book, I think I'd never have the nerve to write that. Well, I wouldn't have the ability either, I should say. But I'm sure I, you would. I'd, um, I'd, always, I'd sort of say, well, am I going to disturb the kids? Am I going to, be, am I going to scare the kids? But, but books aren't as dark now as they used to be. I mean, you no. think right back, going right back to the Brothers Grimm and the original mm. fairy tales, they've all been sanitised now for... For modern or everything from from Cinderella to um, the Little Mermaid, they have a kind of happier ending. Nobody ends up as foam on the sea, dying no. a horrible death. But Roald Dahl was really dark. But children love darkness. They do. They have no fear of death. They have a very. They have a strange. Uh, their thoughts on life are so different to ours, and they like being scared. And Roald Dahl always said that. He said, "I don't particularly like children that much, but I know what they like." And <laughs> like, he was slightly misanthropic in a lot of ways as well. But now I think authors pull back, and maybe the editors say, "No, we can't have." kids being killed awfully by giants in the first chapter but do you, back, do, you, I say. do you have a favourite uh, and we, 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 we probably should get to your top five books we at some point get. but do you have a favourite Roald Dahl um, oh my gosh I love the, the twits I love or... the witches um, okay. Diana the Champion of the World was a slightly different one I love yeah, that yeah, one yeah. I also love his adult stuff the, the, the short stories Switch Bitch if anyone wants a good holiday read of short stories Tales of the Unexpected or Switch Bitch are okay. amazing okay but listen um, for but, all that but for all that that's not even on you, my top five your, I your had, first choice is uh, I mean you've, you've gone for a, a real humdinger for your I first have. choice having I talked yourself start, down I may start crying even talking about it of Mice and Men it was